Hi, this is Troy Kokel, and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Music Podcast, episode 16 of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. It was episode 16, season 2, to be precise. We have an excellent episode ahead of us, an exciting episode ahead of us, don't we, Wayne? Yeah, we're sweet, eh? That's Wayne. We have Wayne with us. Hello, Wayne. Hello, Wayne. How are you? I'm very good, man. You sure? Yes, I'm good. I'm glad you're good. Got a smile on your face. And we also have Neil. Hello. How are you, Neil? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. Cool. <laughs> and across the seas over in Canada, we have... Hello. ...with us, Troy Cokel. Hello, Troy. Hi. How's everybody doing today? We're good. Are you good? I'm good. I, I'm on my fourth coffee, so I might talk a little fast. That's fine. <laughs> that's good. That That's the closest the Canadians get to drugs over there. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. Well, they well they legal they legalized marijuana here, so wow. You know, it's oh, right. it's about yeah, it's about as common as as uh, chocolate bars now. So wow, so just yeah. everybody's high in Canada. Funny, funny story yeah, about marijuana. That, yeah, that. The show. Funny story about marijuana. We've recently okay. bought my three and a half year old daughter in <laughs> a joint Disney CD <laughs> to play in the car. Uh, and there's a song off it's got all your old Disney classics and there's a song off the film Moana on there it's a favourite but she goes around telling everybody that she's that she can have Moana in the car (laughs) (laughs) she goes back to nursery on Thursday that's going to be interesting isn't it and then I guess the cops show up on on your doorstep (laughs) on Friday yeah Yeah. so what's what's it like in Canada at the moment with the old uh, drug thing well, it's kind of you know the the immediately after uh, legalizing marijuana, uh, suddenly millions of people became way less cool. Um, so you know it's kind of like well, it's uh, it it really uh, put a little bit of a rift, you know, because there are some people, and I think it would have been an older demographic perhaps uh, that would have been uh, you know ob- uh, objected to the change, but uh, now it's just normal and nobody cares. You know, so it was yeah. it was news and for about those, a month. Those people that did moan are just lying down in in a garden somewhere <laughs> high, thinking, "Why yeah. not moan? <laughs> what was a moan yeah. about?" <laughs> I, 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 yeah, totally. I actually kind of feel like people just don't care anymore. It's like, well, you know, yeah, we're gonna go smoke it. So commonplace. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think we liked it better when it was illegal. At least, at least we felt <laughs> like we were doing something. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> how long's it been? Um, how long's it been legal over there now? I think about three months. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, thankfully, though, uh, potato chip sales have gone up uh, by about a thousand percent um, because everyone's got the munchies. Okay, so on the show, as usual, we have our five rounds, our five sections, if you like. We have our first section, which is the head to head, where Neil Wayne. Head to head! Neil Wayne and I bring a lesser known song by a lesser known artist, piece of music that has been sent to us via the web of the Inters. our submissions we get lots of submissions every week so yeah we've selected ones that we likes and we're bringing them putting them against each other it's not a competition really but you know Troy gets to decide which one he likes 
and that one gives that person a point, as it were, or wow. something or another. Yeah. Then we have our hidden masterpiece. Hidden masterpiece. <laughs> and in the hidden masterpiece, Choi has brought a song. Um, the song that if, actually, what song have you brought for the hidden masterpiece? Why well, don't I give you? A, I give you a couple options. Um, okay, but, which but, one did we choose then? We're going with God bless this mess. God bless this mess. Yes. Boy, show. Oh, so good. Show yep. Cole. Crow. Yeah. Show Crow. Boy, show Crow. Good choice. Okay, yep. and then obviously for the uh, forgotten classic, Choi's brought another song. Forgotten classic. He sent a couple of songs over. Wayne has chosen out of those songs. Bitter in the Sun. Bitter in the Sun. By the Violent Femmes. By the who? Violent Femmes. By the Violent Femmes. I know a few of those. Um, <laughs> anyway. And I then one we'll... in high school. <laughs> I've, done, I've dated a few. Um, anyway. Then we move on to our... Cover your ears. Cover Watch your ears. Watch your ears. Yep. It's that good genre musical challenge mode! Go! <laughs> <laughs> that wow. was his best yet. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> he's oh, rolled into the back of his head and everything. Oh, it, it, it sounded it, like that. It's, it sounded like that came out the other end. <laughs> <laughs> I think it did a bit. He was dispelling um, yes. the, the so, demon of Nurgle. In this section, <laughs> Neil was challenged by our previous guest. Catherine Alley. Catherine Alley to bring a piece of music from the genre avant-garde pop. And Neil's brought a song by They Might Be Giants, I do believe. Yes, it's the, the song is um, The Guitar, in brackets, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Yes, we'll speak more about that later. And then, of course, right at the end, we'll have our artist spotlight section. Artist spotlight which will be all about you, Choi. You'll be telling us all about you, what you've got coming up, what you're doing, your music, and the likes. Good, good. So, let's get started. Head to head. Head to head. Right, so who's our winner last week? Yes, Wayne, that is correct. I didn't win. No, it was me last week. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, I'm going first this week, and I have brought a band called Tundra with their song Navy Red. Enjoy.
right, so that was Tundra with their song Navy Red. This song was sent to us back in March, I believe. So I'm slowly creeping back through our emails and trying to bring uh, songs that I think are brilliant. These guys formed in uh, Bury St. Edmunds in 2016. They are Elliot, Elliot and Catelyn, which is Elliot, Roger Brown, Elliot Booth and Catelyn. Pegley, I think her name is. They are a surf punk band, is how they describe themselves. I think this song is brilliant. It's got some fantastic, memorable hooks. Turns up, does what it says. You know, it's got some fantastic bass lines, really hooky um, guitar riffs, and then it's it doesn't have to say it's welcome, and it'll stick in your head as well. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Rich? Mm, you know what I think of this music, Wayne? This whole teeny pop Punk. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the old teeny pop punk uh, thing. I, it's, I, I liked the drums in it. This isn't teeny pop punk, you know. It, to me, I, it sounded very teeny pop punk You're to me. You're going to say it's Blink-92 again? It, I'm not Blink... Yes! That, 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 that vein of music. That whole, you know, um, pretty fly for white guy bullshit. That, don't get rid of the bullshit. Um, edit that out. But, um... Yeah, it's that American pop rock I'm not a fan of. Like I said, I like the drums. Um, yes, it just didn't, I'm struggling to try and say something positive, something I don't like. Um, I like the drums. As a genre, no. What was the message? Complain about the weather and complain about your shoes. What did you buy them for? It's a very English thing to complain about, the weather. Your shoes? Your shoes. Your weather, yeah, I understand that. Where they're from? Uh, Bury St. Edmunds. They formed in Bury St. Edmunds. Where's that? Down south. In this country? Yeah, yeah. Really? I thought they were American. Well, there you go. How about that? Wasn't my cup of tea. I appreciate what they're doing. I do like the drums in it. Yeah, I, it's not my thing, unfortunately. Neil? I loved it. It uh, To me, it was, um, it was you know, good, upbeat power pop with a, re- with a lovely dirty bass line running through it. Busted. Really, really dirty really really gritty bass line really like i mean there's so much overdrive on that bass i loved it actually now you say that neil yeah i can't get on board with that i did like the bass line on it and and as you mentioned the drums and yeah uh, musically it got it got a bit of an rem-ish vibe i thought there was a, there was definitely definitely a bit of a bit of 90s rem in there you know when they were going through the very grungy period. I mean, I don't know if that just reminded me of Pop Song '89, which I wasn't considering bringing for the uh, for the avant-garde pop later on in the show, but I brought something else in the end. But that was kind of like the whole point of that was the the lyrics were very sort of bland and shall we talk about the weather? Shall we talk about the government? Uh, and the point they were making was pop songs are boring. So maybe these guys were going down the same route. And you meant you mentioned about the um, complaining about your shoes. Well, I think these uh, this band would have good reason to complain about their shoes because there was definitely a little bit of our favourite genre of uh, shoegaze in there. So I think they spent a long time <laughs> looking at their shoes, and they probably they probably spent so long gazing at their shoes while while performing, they realised that the shoes weren't as good as they looked in the shop. So they would have good reason to complain about them. Wow. So I, I liked it. Yeah, it's it's Generally. good. Troy. I, I honestly, I I loved it. Um, when I listened to the, um, to me, it's it sort of, it's reminiscent of, um, it's almost like, you know, garbage meets whole meets blondie. I, yep. I really love the, um, I really, li- really love the, uh, the groove and the, it, I mean, you can tell that, uh, the band, yeah, I feel like the band, um, it's, it's one of those bands that, uh, if you listen to them live, you just go insane for the music. Um, uh, yeah, I think, um, for me, 
sometimes lyrics speaks more to the to the emotions uh, rather than the uh, rather than the uh, you know the actual meaning of the song. Uh, but but I, I felt like uh, altogether uh, this is uh, something I would definitely want to put on my record player and uh, crank it up. I'm going to do something unprecedented now. It won't be in the edit because um, oh, it's it going will. to be me listening to the song. Oh, it will. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, oh, it will. I don't usually go back on what I've said, but I'm willing to have another listen now with a different ear. Because I, I, I usually re- refuse to be wrong this time, maybe. We've changed his mind. I don't know. I love that intro. It's great. I know, me too. I can, right now I'm hooked. Turn that shit up. And that stop there, it feels like it shouldn't be there, but it works. Brilliant. Definitely not busted. Conjures up images of like a grungy club to me as well. It's definitely a 1990s feel. Yeah. Lifestyle of the rich and the famous. (laughs) No? Really? You like jazz? (laughs) (laughs) this is where it gets really oriented okay I've had enough I can't go back on what I've said I'm sorry (laughs) Uh, so a few uh, other things uh, about these guys they were recently played on Steve Lamack's BBC Radio 6 programme and I you know me and my little quirks that I like about bands when they write stuff it all started with Blackbeard's Tea Party these guys on uh, on their website they put they love gherkins card games making noise and crashing around on stage I was getting a bit of Green Day from them that's what I was getting Green Day Early Green Day. Bit. Early Green Day, yeah. Good Green Day. So maybe yeah. I do like them. I do, I, yeah. You just want to hate it because it's mine. <laughs> no way, because the last one you brought, I did like. You had to like it. It was a strong. <laughs> I didn't have to like it. Um, yeah, Green Day, and I do like Green Day. I just, maybe I didn't listen to it enough times. It's like Neil's last week. I was set out to hate that from the word go, but the more I listened to it... Uh, it's on my playlist now. What did I bring last week? I was a, a metal clown song. Yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, move on to you then, Rich. Yeah, so this is uh, my song now. Uh, Flat 24 7 and their song City. The, the City. The City. The City. City was done by the ISG. I figured that's why you brought it. No, it wasn't actually. But no, The City by Flat 24 7.
and nobody goes Now you're kinda getting scared cause you're so far away from home The people and the places and the music over love We're going for me at the party cause it's gonna be up and I'm staring at the lights and now I'm lying on the floor Things are distorted, I never really thought this I'm full behind my door, when the city is enormous The city is calling me Sorry but I've got to leave for bigger and better things It's almost like you could have been well You just don't know me I've got to take this opportunity The city is calling me The City by Flat247 That was my song Flat247 This is what he sent to me My name is Michael Corcoran I manage a band called Flat247 They are originally from Derby But have migrated down south to London Their music has prominent funky bass lines Incredible melodies and ear-catching vocals The boys have just released their latest single called The City It doesn't really say anything more than that it just tells me about the, with the playing and stuff But yeah what have I wrote about it? That's what's important here, Wayne and Neil. Yeah, it feels like some sort of what I've put is indie ska reggae hybrid, almost avant-garde pop. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine in being in a film like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, absolutely. Or Snatch, that, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, I love that. It's like a, that that guitar sound. It's like a really clean sound, but with the treble turned up to thirteen. If you know what I mean. It's all the way through. So I love that sound. The drums, simple drum. Drum riffs? Is that even a thing? Yeah. I'm a drummer. I've never... It's simple drum riffs, but done really effectively. You know, like, nice rolls in the right places. It's... Yeah, his voice is good. I like, I like the, the breakdown where he's doing a bit of... That's like a reggae rap type thing. I don't, you know what I mean? 
That's, yes, I like it. I love it. I love it. What else have I put? They only have 66 monthly listens on Spotify, which to me was amazing because they have a sound which should demand more listens than that, I think. But yeah, I like it. What did you think? Over to Neil. I absolutely loved it. I think um, one of the things that helped me appreciate is I've, I've developed a real appreciation for reggae late, lately, which wasn't there really six months ago. But uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I would go as far as to say, I think this is probably one of the best head-to-head songs we've had on the show i absolutely loved it it's you mentioned the clean guitar that's it, the production all the instruments everything just cut through just right i mean it starts with a really prominent bass line not distorted like wayne's song but it, you know it, it worked for wayne's song but it's it just a really clear pounding bass line and then that clean guitar just comes in over the top of it and everything just it's got a sort of laid laid back vibe but an urgency about it as well that makes no sense <laughs> i get you i get you you feel mellow, but you're going somewhere while, you know, it's... Yeah. You're reaching your destination. You'll get there when it's appropriate. But I was, I mean, I was, I was listening, to, I listened to it today while I was working. I'd set it on in my headphones and I put it on YouTube. It kind of automatically found um, a tw- uh, flat 24-7 playlist and started playing through all their songs. And first time I've ever done that, really, with one of these head-to-head artists, I thought, I want to hear all their other stuff. And I was really disappointed that there were only three songs on YouTube. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I loved them all, but this was the best of the three, but they, they, they were all really good. Um, so, yeah, I liked it a lot. Cool. Troy? Yeah, I really, I dug it. I I felt it was, with listening to it, it was almost kind of like, I was. it was reminiscent, and it's not the, exactly the same type of music, but it sort of felt like, you know, you're, you, I have hints of Duran Duran, some Bjork, a little bit of Bjork in there, just because of some of the, uh, you know, some of the, the, I don't know if it was electronic, but there were some sonics in there that I really felt were reminiscent of that. Very vibey. Um, and I love that they sing with their own accents, which is like, you know, I don't, the, in Canada, because we're just, you know, we don't believe You have an American accent in Canada, don't you? <laughs> yeah. It, we, we sing exactly where we're trying to promote it. So it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if we're if we're going to Australia, all of a sudden, you know, we're we're using "G'day, mate" too many times. It's it's, it's it, it is something that we do. Uh, and I love that they've taken. To me, it feels like you kind of hit the nail on the head when you talked about ska and reggae, and they've sort of really effectively taken some a variety of genres and brought them together into something that, to me, is pretty unique. Um, production's really strong. I can hear everything, but it's not too. Uh, loud and and it's just really well done i agree i agree yeah wayne what did you think it's brilliant isn't it? it's it's it is uh it's great it's it's got a great it's a great song it's got a great video something neither of you have mentioned is two-tone 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 yeah what about them no it's a genre two-tone scar two-tone that sort of oh, song um, all right so mm, i was getting i'm not familiar what what neil was saying there with the urgency but it's laid back look it's a song i'm going to say to both of you is ghost town by the specials oh of course yeah mm. oh um oh god how's that go this town ah it's coming like a ghost town do 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 Specials, that's a good, yes. Yeah, that's that's what I was going from this. There's a band I've recently watched over the summer called Kyoko, and they, these guys are doing the same sort of thing. It's got that sort of indie reggae vibe going to it. This is this is really, really good, this. You know, it's very rare we get something that 66 monthly listens feels... I'm shocked at that. It, yeah, yeah, it, it is feels shocking. like a kick in the balls, that does, to be honest. Um, Maybe they're quite new, I'm not sure. It doesn't... They've so really only got three songs on YouTube, so it's, quite possible. This is one of them. I 
I'm the same as you. I look for these guys. I, I try to find anything I could out about them. All I got was they're a four-piece alternative indie band that are based in London and originally from Derby with a French drummer. That's that's literally all I could find out about them. They need to put themselves out there more, yeah, I think. That's it. Um, it gives me like a sense of a city band. You know, like on a Friday night, you walk past a, a bar and you can hear these guys yeah. playing. You know, and it would be a city-centric uh, sort of band. Yeah. The thing, that. the thing yeah. that I love most about this is as well the the song the city. Now the only other song I can think of called City was a song we did in the ISG, and the message in that was pretty much the same as the message in this song as well, which was I thought yeah. So I, this place I, isn't I, doing I was, anything for me. I need to get out and get to the yeah. city. Mm. Makes you want to smash your, your guitar on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that which is, is uh, what our guitarist did to that. Yeah. To that song on stage. He said, I'm leaving, and then he did. Yeah, the, the, li- the lyrics were <laughs> The lyrics, th- those were the lyrics. The, what, how did you start? He said, um... Oh, I forgot. Something, 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 yeah. I'm leaving, mm. and those were the lyrics in the song. And just as he said that, smashed his guitar and walked out, because the, the sound tech wasn't doing his job properly, so he just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> smashed his guitar and walked out, yeah. This Most is, rock and roll thing we ever did. This is this is brilliant, Rich. <laughs> yes. It's a hell of a find. I'm gonna go and check my email, see if you send it to us. I, um, I did wonder that. I, I don't this, remember seeing you, that. What, 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 what you'll find is <laughs> when I find a song I like, I'll send it to you, but I won't I won't stick a heading like um, <laughs> Richie recommends anything like this. I'll just leave it as it is. <laughs> or you'll put you'll put a misleading heading like this is not a dog shit avoid. <laughs> no, 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 because if uh, I no, put that. You'll, you'll open it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just leave those ones blank. Usually, yeah. keep them for myself. Brilliant. Are we all spent on this one? Yes, I think so. So <clears> we we'll <throat> move on to Neil and his song. Right. So my song is Titans of Doom with their song Extra Extra. Now this is a world exclusive because it isn't actually released until the fifteenth of September, but we do have permission to play it on the podcast.
So that was Titans and Doom with their song Extra Extra. Um, this one took me by surprise a bit because um, I, I work with the um, with one of the members, um, the 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 DJ slash producer, a uh, chap called Kevin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kevin and Perry. No, sorry, his DJ name is Rusty Nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Apologies, Kevin. You got you got a stage name that uh, I don't know about. But yeah, he, he just um, really wasn't um, what I was expecting because he, he described his band to me, and I couldn't really visualise it. Um, so they were three piece consisting of um, a DJ, guitarist, and singer, and sort of the sort of genres he was he was describing. Kind of, uh, I couldn't I couldn't visualise it, or you know, whatever the whatever the uh, the sonic version of visualises. And also, uh, Kev's a bit of, a, a bit of a bit of a metalhead. I went to see Slipknot with him a few years ago. So I was, ex- and with a name like Titans of Doom, I was expecting something much heavier. But yeah, when I listened to it, I was actually pleasantly surprised because first of all, it was good, and it was it was very um, it was very original. It's not the sort of thing I would normally go for, but it was just just got a really really hooky beat to it. And yeah, you can you got that old EDM thing going on with like a really sort of um, a really sort of clear guitar underneath, Sim- similar to um, not nothing, nothing like it, but a similar sort of thing to what we said about Rich's song where it's got a sort of there's like a laid back undercurrent but then there's something really intense over the top it's like when you know when the, the vocals start um, after the sort of the bit where August quiet and you have that public service announcement type thing it just comes in with so much force and energy it's like you can't help but nod your head to it 
And uh, what really got my attention was the press kit they sent through to us, actually. I mean, the song is all about, it's sort of a, uh, a Mickey take, uh, the British media, really, you know, extra, extra. Um, and it, it's basically just calling out the fact that the media lied to us. And, you know, it's, well, you know, kind of, I'm sure you've heard in Canada, Troy, that uh, British politics are, is in a bit, a bit of a mess at the moment for various reasons. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I think world politics are in a bit yeah. of a mess right now. But in yes. particular hours, particularly with a, a certain event that's um, pending at the end of uh, end of October, right? Uh, you know, the whole the whole political scene seems to be run by whoever's got the most money and whoever can shout the loudest, uh, and that's what this song's about, really. And I actually sent through this electronic press kit with like a, a mock up of uh, the front line of a front page of a newspaper, which they called the Scum. <laughs> um, uh, I'll read you what they put. Um, this is, these are their words. So if anybody gets offended by it, um, it it's, it's not me that wrote this. But uh, extra, extra, Titans of Doom, world exclusive, the scum says, in what can only be described as a typical European show of disrespect, Titans of Doom are back with their new single, Extra Extra, due for release on the 15th of September 2019. An audacious assault on the British media, Extra Extra, will be released on a date that marks 55 years to the day since a certain tabloid first went to press. I'm guessing that would be the um, the paper that the scum is based on. Their disdain for growing right-wing populism is hardly surprising, given that their, their singer, in um, quotation marks, is brown and has a beard. <laughs> <laughs> he probably voted Remain, if he voted at all. The bloody hippie. If they weren't such lazy artistic types, they'd probably be stealing your job right now. If you love Britain and occasionally but patriotic and occasionally but patriotically shout free Tommy, you won't listen to this film. You won't buy their EP when it's out on the first of November twenty nineteen, and you certainly won't go to see them live at the EP launch at the Actress and Bishop on the second of November two thousand and nineteen. We're on the guest list of that, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Won't somebody think of the children? So, yeah, just, you know, the whole market... They've clearly put a lot of effort into it. You know, the whole marketing spiel, it's... Um, I, I enjoyed it. I partly connected with it politically. But, uh, yeah, it, it was... So, uh, what did you think, Wayne? Well, you start with me. Right, we've been doing this podcast for... Well, I don't know month-wise, but since April last year. April of 2018. Neil, this is the best song you've ever bought. Hands down. It... it Eclipses every other piece of crap you've ever bought. Jack Savaretti was all right. Jack, he doesn't deserve. He doesn't belong on here. Technically, I shouldn't have bought Jack Savaretti. <laughs> Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. You know, it's it, it reminds me of Asian Dub Foundation. Uh, oh, I, can, I can get on board with and, that. And yeah. the Asian Underground sound that we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. But it's heavier, almost sort of stretching into the Prodigy. I was thinking that. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing them live, actually, because mm. I'm wondering, like, you know, the Prodigy are one of those bands, well, were one of those bands, uh, R.I.P. Keith, who, you know, kind of, they, they were famed for their live show. I mean, they mm. weren't a bad band to listen to, mm. but their show had just, just so yeah. much energy, so... Yeah, Rich, this, we've got high hopes for you, lads. Yeah, this uh, this song it feels fresh, and it's exciting. It's aggressive, and it's really impressive. It's it's brilliant now. Mm. Um, Joy. Yeah, I I I really dug it. You know, for me, um, I'm a big Eminem fan. Um, and I'm not saying this was Eminem, but it, you can you they've taken sort of you know a, a really great uh, rap uh, cadence and they've mashed it up with some you know, really amazing EDM uh, parts. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a songwriter and music producer, so I can appreciate that a great deal. You know, the, the only thing I, I would have liked to have heard 
would have been maybe a breakdown because the message to me like i had a little bit of a hard time and it could be because i'm from you know canada but <laughs> i had a bit of a hard time hearing the lyrics and i feel like it, it's a really important message um and i would hope that when they put this song out that they'll do a lyric video so that whoever whomever's uh listening will be able to catch all of it because i think it's a really important message that they're um that they're singing about and and i just love that they're uh taking this uh you know because the definitely the music fits the fits the message for sure and uh yeah but uh it's a great uh great uh, hooky uh, production uh techniques and just really really awesome cool um everybody's looking at me this is this for me what i've wrote down is this is chaser status meets pendulum meets prodigy meets subfocus 16 bit uh it's got bits in it they've taken bits from the 90s like snap klf uh max like that early 90s dance scene you can hear it in the background some of the effects they've got going on they've took some of the best of some uh, it's, it's my favorite genre of music well one of my favorite genres of music i love drum and bass i love 90s dance i love what they've done here it's, it's just yeah I, I, I they've they've created a masterpiece i love it big words but i agree mm. so yeah but now we have the all-important decision what's gonna happen troy <laughs> out of all three songs which one did you favor? The, all of the songs today were really, really great. But if I had to pick one, uh, definitely Tundra Navy Red because I'm a big, big uh, garage band fan. Um, you know the mid to late '90s stuff. And I'm not saying that that's. I'm not saying the whole song is throwback. I'm just feeling like if I I could listen to the first minute of that record uh, all week. So Tundra Navy Red is is my pick. Well done, Wade. Thank you very much. <laughs> if, if it's any consolation, Rich, I would have voted for you. Uh, you know what? I struggled. I'd have struggled with anybody's advice. It was, for yeah, to, to be fair, it was it, it was very close this week. Because because I think yeah, when I heard your song, I would, Rich, I went, your song's fantastic. I thought my song's up there. I, I really really like my song. I heard Neil's song. I just went, chipping Neil's this week because it's it's they're yeah, all great. They are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and you know, a lot of times for me, it, because uh, I'm in the songwriting business and, and we're always listening for lyrics and making sure that there's a message there because that's what keeps people around. But personally, I, I'm definitely a groove vibe uh, listener as opposed to, you know, necessarily uh, if you're looking at what is the best. So that's just, that would be, Tundra Navy Road would be spinning on my vinyl put it like this. I went up to Kevin at work um, yesterday and uh, I, I told him we were going to feature his song on the podcast mm. and all the rest of it. I've, I told him a couple of weeks ago we were going to, we we're going to record the episode tomorrow with your song on. And I explained a bit about what the head-to-head -head was, and I goes, um, I don't know what everybody will make of it, but uh, I will tell you now, you haven't won. Because <laughs> one of the songs is amazing. I goes, well, you know, obviously you think it's good. <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> to be honest, mate, you're all right. <laughs> but, it's, but, 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 but when I said that, I, I was thinking, Richie's song would win hands down. And after, after that debacle, when your song beat Evelyn Evelyn that week, all bets are off for me. You can never tell. <laughs> yeah. Never tell. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's an another victory for me that's two on the bounce so it's seven Level to pegging. me no it's seven to me now that's that should be six on there should it yeah it's seven to me wow. six to rich and three to neil just want to shout out to the other bands as well because as well as tundra we had flat 24 7 and titans of, titans of, doom. of doom check all 
these guys out. They are. Check out the other bands. They are, they're all fantastic. They they all have fantastic music, and I've enjoyed listening to them a lot this week. So yeah, they'll all be in the show, and let's check them out. And we'll look forward to the Titans of Doom uh, launch party. Hell yeah! Mm. I can't wait for that. It's going to be amazing. Get back out on the street. <laughs> That like a threat more than something to do. Don't know what that meant. Oh, well, thank you very much, yeah. Troy. So we move on now to the the hidden masterpiece the hidden masterpiece is a lesser known piece of work by somebody that's famous that the guest believes is as good if not better than their more popular works and this week Troy has brought what have you brought Troy God bless this mess from Cheryl you Crow. have tell us about this song why do you like this song why do you think this is a hidden masterpiece well firstly uh, just to give you a little context I'm a huge Cheryl Crow fan and I and I loved all of her albums all the way from day one and you know as time went on in her career uh, her music she, she always tried new things and I really admired her as an artist for that but there was this one track on the Detours album in 2008 that sounded like she turned on uh, one of those old cassette those tiny mini cassette recorders and just played an idea that she had and and then they just took that recording and just stuck it on the album last minute and to me in my mind the song not only was you know mastercrafted uh, in terms of actual songwriting craft, but it was very topical in the United States. It was after 9/11, and there was a lot of a lot of talk that you know that that why 9/11 happened was not because of uh, uh, what we were told in the media. And so she she spoke to that in the in the song, but also spoke generally to the what I feel was the the mood in the in the country, you know, close to the um, economic crash, and it was just so it was just such a timely and so well crafted piece of work i i it's always been at the top of my playlist so cool i i was kind of struck by this it kind of set me back i didn't i didn't expect it it's a it's a nice nice piece of folk is what it is it's this song isn't about the, the music so much I don't think it's all about the mess it's all about the message I'm not saying it's a bad song it is a good song it's a fantastic song and the way she's like you say it's like it's been a, it feels like a, a last minute thought you know she just recorded it in the bedroom on, on, on one of those old ta- tape cassette players I think that was that was obviously intentional it, it makes the song more relatable and it makes it feel more real it makes you connect with the message a bit more I think and uh, it's I think it's a message that we all connect with anyway you know the the state of the world the state uh, the way things are at the moment it's such a good song uh, i don't know about the stats and how popular it is but i'd imagine that it is quite quite hidden it's not one that was going to ever make it mainstream but i don't think she ever wanted it to either no it's definitely to me it was definitely a message song you know she wanted to say something about the state of of america and about the state of you know the general happiness in the in the uh, in the country and you know i don't know that it's improved since then but but i can tell you that uh you know it was just one of those songs at the time and especially the last last few lines of the song uh it just seemed like wow she was really kind of taking a, a chance and i admired her for that for being brave to do that but then also putting the song on that was uh, you know it sounded like like i say it sounded like someone turned on a, a cheap recorder and just uh, captured it and so it's it's always been one of those songs that I, I just really yeah. loved I think it's not just America I think she's echoing the frustration that we all around, people all around the world have especially us in at the moment in in Britain we all we, we, sure. we, we all feel that but um, yeah 
for, in, for all intents and purposes, the way it's recorded, the way it's produced, it should be awful, but it's not. It's, yep. it's far from it. What do you reckon, uh, yep. Wayne? Um, yeah, I, I bloody love this. It's And neither of you have mentioned this, and I was waiting for one of you to say, this is Four Chords and the Truth, and I bloody love Four Chords and the Truth. You know, it's stripped back and all you need is the message and, and the truth that, that comes through. And it's, it's fantastic. You know, it's it's what, two minutes and 40? That's a 40... good band name, that is, Four Chords and the Truth. <laughs> it's like two minutes and 40 seconds, is it? Something like that. It's I'm not sure a long that rhyme is used on a YouTube Yeah, t- it's song. actually two, two, two minutes nine. Two minutes nine, yeah. It's, it's, a, yep. it's a, not a long song at all. It's just the great truth and the satire in there. You know, it's a song of two halves. You start the song with her explaining about, you know, mum's making kitchen, they're uh, doing the kitchen and we're doing this and it's a family get together. You know, God bless this mess, which is like, it's it's something you buy on a little plaque you stick on the wall, you know. Yeah. Look, look at look, look at this. Don't worry about what it looks like. Just please bless it because this is us. This is how we are. Do you know something else as well? Now it's like usually if somebody did a song like that, you think, oh, it's a good song, but I don't, you know, because they need to record it better. All this, other that. The way it's been recorded actually becomes part of the song. Yeah, it gives it an earthy feel. Whereas usually that's, yeah. oh, it's just been recorded awful. No, that's part of the song. That which, yeah, this. Yep. Oh. See, I find it, it's, it's angry in a country way as well. You know, and, and it's angry in a Canadian yeah. kind of way. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the, 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 the the evolution of the song. It's a story song. You know, she sets up what you're looking at. You're looking at this this family from the from the inside, and then it's then she changes that to about a brother coming back from the war, and he's not the same guy. And then she goes on to attack what happens. You know, going into a false war and and all the rest of it. It's it's brilliantly crafted. Really, really effortless. That's how I find this. It's effortless. Yeah, agree. I, I liked it a lot. Um, funny, funny story about this. Um, right, Rachel, uh, my wife, always uh, pays a lot of, um, uh, expresses a lot of interest in the hidden masterpiece and the forgotten classics. She, she asked me today what they were. Told her the, the, the hidden masterpiece was um, uh, God Bless This Mess, that's what it's called, isn't it? By yeah. Cheryl Crow. She says, Oh, let's, let's have a listen then. I put it on and she said, This is really different. It doesn't sound like any of her other stuff at all. And I thought, to me, it's. You know, it's everything um, Cheryl Crow's about. You know, it's it's. it's I'm, I'm not. I'm not with you at all. And we had a conversation about it. She said, "Yeah, that really took me by surprise because it was really good. It was not what I was expecting at all." Anyway, a conversation progressed for a bit. And it turned out she thought I'd said Cheryl Cole. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, yeah, a little funny story. Um, but yeah, back back to the song. I yeah, um, I mean, you pretty much said it all. I mean, just expanding on what Wayne said a bit. It's pretty pretty much what what you what you said. The progression of the song. It's like I didn't see it quite how you just put it, and you you just put it into a lot more context for me. But it, it was like it kind of took me by surprise that you had this sort of really for three verses. The first one being really positive and really you know you're describing this family setting and everybody's you know it's like it's almost like a Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or whatever and you know it's messy and it's chaotic but it's great because you know everybody's there and then it kind of shifts to sort of an outward look where it gets very melancholic very quickly it's almost like you know kind of well this town ain't what it used to be and like you say the brother isn't what he used to be and all the rest of it and then it gets really dark and they start mentioning 9-11 and it's like all of us or she starts mentioning 9-11 it's like I didn't expect that I didn't see that coming from the rest of the the rest of the song I just want to jump in there it's the God bless this mess changes from the first 
time she says it to the last time. Yeah. The God bless his messes. Oh, look at our family. Yeah. We're, we're not perfect, but, you know, bless us anyway, yeah, too. Yeah. Look at us as a fucking species. We're doomed. Yeah. So, for fuck's sake, help us. It, it, it kind of go, goes from happy to dark very quickly, mm. and, and that, that got my attention, and that, well, you know, I like dark songs. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciated that. So, for me... 100% well, masterpiece. Well, I've, I've got some stats on I can't now. imagine the stats would say... Um, well, um, this... I want to give you some just bits and bobs. Uh, so, she's from Missouri. Uh, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Then he said Cheryl Crow. We've uh, all yeah. done it tonight, haven't we, Richard? Yeah, Cheryl Crow is from Missouri. Uh, she was once a backing singer for Michael Jackson, and she went on the wow, international... Wow, did not know that. Uh, oh, the, I did. I did know that. She went on the uh, Bad Tour internationally. <laughs> Her first album went unreleased. She didn't release it. She, didn't she sing I Just Want to Stop Loving You with Michael Jackson? Uh, yeah, she used to sing the, the lady parts. Yeah. I Can't Stop yeah. Loving You. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. She wrote a Bond theme, which I totally forgot about. Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And that, that was all about the media, wasn't it? And, uh, yeah, that uh, was. Yeah, was Rupert Murdoch, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, the was Rupert Murdoch. So here's the stats. This song doesn't feature on, on the top five on Spotify. Never heard of this song um, at all. The top two songs on Spotify are All I Want to Do is with 63 million streams and the other one is If It Makes You Happy with 48 million streams they're the top two I would have thought she'd have had more than that for that one that's, what, that's, that's just Spotify bear in mind yeah 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 Neil hit a masterpiece or not oh fuck yeah <laughs> Um, it's, I'd say it's probably what my fav, favourite hidden masterpiece in Search Tank Ian. It's in fact it's probably but yeah, in fact, it's my favourite hidden masterpiece that we've had. I think yeah. definitely a hidden masterpiece. Even better than Alicia's Attic. Uh, Alicia, Alicia's Attic was a, it wasn't as good a song. It was more hidden, but it wasn't a, as much of a masterpiece as this. This is a this is a true masterpiece. I, I think I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, you got two massive ticks in those boxes. Is it hidden? One hundred percent. Never heard of this song before. Yeah. You know, is it a masterpiece? Jesus Christ! This isn't a masterpiece. What are we even doing sitting here? Yeah, you I agree. I mean. So yeah, and thank you for bringing it, Choi. To be honest, mate, because I probably never would have heard it otherwise. No, no there's no chance. No, there's no chance. Is yeah. It? yeah, yeah, no, it's my pleasure. Yeah, it's such a great song. Yeah. Such a great song. One hundred percent hidden masterpiece. Yes, yeah, straight into the hidden masterpiece hall of fame. Your nothing will be sent through the post tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Expect it never. <laughs> so our next section is forgotten. <laughs> Our forgotten classic, this is the section where we, we take a piece of music that back in the day was an absolute banger, everybody knows it, but for some reason it doesn't get played on the radio very much anymore, you hardly hear it. For example, Baz Luhrmann with his song Sunscreen. So Troy, the song that you have brought for your forgotten classic. Yes, Violent Violent Femmes. Violent Femmes. I am violent! Violent Femmes! <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, tell us about this song. Why do you believe this is a forgotten classic? Why do you like this song? It's one of... And, and, and you know, when we say classic, so... I feel like there are lots of classics that, of course, were huge on radio. And, and, and this song, for me personally, because I didn't hear it when it first came out. I actually heard it after the fact. And this song uh, not only was on, on alternative radio back in the, in the 90s ad nauseum, and especially in, in North America, but there, I've heard this song 
so many times in movies it's uh it's just ridiculous but it sort of had its life and uh and i just thought man this is just such a fun track about something really dark and frightening which is drug addiction it's just really one of those songs that i i feel like man i can't get enough of it uh even though it's you know over 25 years old so mm. puts me in mind of yeah. vietnam movies don't know why yeah well no, shortly after yeah well <laughs> it's 20 not 25 years old it's over that it's 1983 this was released yeah is it uh nine. 1983. Oh yes, yeah. you're right. 76 yeah. million streams of this song. You say it's about drug addiction, did you say, Troy? Yeah, I mean, it's it, if you if you read, it's really just one of the. It's probably one of the most simple. One of the. It's got a very simple pop form to it, but it's just basically about being strung yeah, out. The, yeah, and, the only um, reason I ask is because everywhere I looked, it, every everything I read, it's about masturbation. <laughs> 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 that's, that's what I got. You're just thinking the line yeah. about staining the sheets. Staining <laughs> the sheets. Big hands, I know you're the one. You know, uh, blister in the sun. Oh, wow. No. So, yeah, so... Uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so that last... I've never got a blister from it. <laughs> you're not doing it right now. <laughs> uh, but, wow. yeah, that's, that's what I got uh, from it. Yeah, as you were saying, featured in, song, uh, featured in films, it was in Gross Point Blank, the John Cusack film. If oh, you know yes. That. Brilliant film, that. Yeah. Um, they feel like, yeah. to me, uh, the Violent Femmes, they feel like a Weezer from the 80s, if you know what I mean. A Weezer-type band from yeah. the 80s. I think... Teenage Dirtbag. The thing that was... Weezer, sorry. The thing that's great, interesting about this band, what I loved about it is that when they came out in the 80s, you know, everything on radio was pushing towards, you know, it was disco and... Uh, electronic music and these guys had stand-up bass guitar and drums and and it was raw acoustic and just completely throw in the face of everything that was popular at the time and um you know it just it's still one of the few pieces of work that stands up after all these years so it's always been a favorite of mine i agree it is it, it is something that's it's a sound that will stand the test of time. It, it would have worked in the 70s, it would have worked in the 80s, it would have worked in the 90s, it works today. It is a song that will age well. Yeah, it's almost got a gypsy swing vibe to it. Yeah, th those la la lazy vocals as well. Something about them is quite, I find, hypnotic. It draws, draws you in. I, mm, Neil? See, it's interesting you've gone with what it led into. You meant you mentioned like uh, Wheatus. Did you say Wheatus? Weezer. 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 Yes, yes, he said Wheatus. Yeah, so you, you mentioned like what it's got into. Well, I kind of looked back a bit and I, I could hear elements of like the clash in it. Yeah. And that kind of thing. It was, um, I mean, in terms of forgotten classic, uh, I'm not going to blow my load early like I did last time. But Look, uh, apparently, this is what this song's all about. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, or drugs. But yeah, I. Um, you always have you always think of the forgotten classic ground when you, you you see a title come through on an email and you think I don't recognise that and then you stick it on straight away and it might be for the films it might have been Grace Point Blank but I'm like I've heard this I recognise mm. this 
Um, and that's that's normally. I mean, I won't say say yet, but that's normally the the sign of a good forgotten classic for me. That uh, you've forgotten it so much that you've forgotten what the song actually was. Exactly what you said. I got written down. Here. I said um, I knew it as soon as it came on, but I couldn't tell you who it was by and what it was. We've called. had a few like that, haven't we? We've yeah. had a few forgotten classics kind of like and that. Exactly what you were just saying. Uh, the last little note I wrote at the bottom of me was, I "Think I've absorbed it by osmosis." Yeah, you know, it's that, there. That's, that's yeah, how I felt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, uh, Rachel had to listen to it, and uh, she said. She'd, she'd heard of the Violet Femmes, but not this song. I th- I personally think this is a forgotten good song. I don't... Then it can sound like listening to it again. We, we haven't quite got that far <laughs> yet, know. anyway. Um, but, uh, interesting fact, Rachel, well, maybe may, may find interesting fact that she um, mentioned about the band is they appeared on an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow. As in the, the, the old, good one. The old family-friendly yeah. one, not the new dark satanic one. <laughs> mm. oh, I really enjoyed, actually, the new dark satanic one. It was all right. I gave it with the second season. Going slightly off track, I gave it with the second season because Sabrina's a silly bitch who don't know what the fuck she's doing. Well, she is, to be fair. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> learn your fucking lesson, Sabrina. Stop doing the same shit over and over. By episode three of the second season, I give up. Fucking... Oh, I watched them both. I enjoyed it. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, apparently they, they featured on, on the original series. Um, so yeah. So. Interesting fact I found out about the Violent Femmes. They were discovered by James Honeyman Scott of The Pretenders. Buskin. Uh, that's that's right. where they were discovered, yeah. She had got a bit of a Chrissy Hine voice. <laughs> I don't think there's a girl in the band. No, I was just saying. I don't think there's a girl in the band. <laughs> well, but they're vital. vocal? Yeah. Oh, they're all blokes, okay. I believe, yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. Because one of them was trying to sue the other one for maybe, using... Maybe it's, maybe it's the name of the Violent Femmes. I just assumed they were women. I think that's been ironic, uh, yeah. to be honest, yeah. Do you reckon they were really violent? Did they smash up the stage? I don't think they'd be able to get away with that band name today. I don't know, I think so. Don't know. Yeah. Hmm. So. That's possible. So. Oh, I seriously thought it was a female vocal. No, it's not. I keep doing that. With, I, I was convinced that the, the bloke off the Rasmus was a woman for ages. I mean, uh, sometimes you can, you can you can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, it may, maybe it does sound a bit... No, this, was, uh, this sounded male. <laughs> 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 not to Neil. <laughs> no, I just thought he was a very angry woman. <laughs> <laughs> right, forgotten classic. That's that's what the question this is. This is a difficult one for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Neil, 100%. See, so it doesn't matter what you think. For me, a forgotten classic <laughs> has to be one where you go, "Fucking hell, yeah!" That's it's such a such, it's like you hear it and go, "Whoa, that this this tune, remember this? This doesn't do that." It's like, "Oh, I remember this, yeah." It's a good song. It's a forgotten good song for me. So maybe I just think Chrissy Hine sounds like a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> um, In that case, that you you must think most women sound like blokes. Because most women sound like Chrissy Hine to you. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't like jazz and only hears Chrissy Hine. Either way, sing. it's a forgotten classic. Well it is. done. Two for two, Troy. Two, two for two. two. Well two. done, Troy. Hooray. So, right. That, that, for the regular we're moving listeners. on to this next section, which Neil is about to introduce. The intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode. Proceed. The intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode. Go! So, yes, this week, Neil was challenged by Catherine Alley to go out and find some avant-garde pop. Neil came with, take it away with... They might be giants with their song, The Guitar, in brackets, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Tell us about it, Neil. Tell us about it. Well, 
I was looking at some avant-garde pop, um, and I was looking at notable artists and stuff, and then it occurred to me, I am a massive They Might Be Giants fan. Who isn't a massive They Might Be Giants well, fan? You can't, I mean, yeah, okay, it's a bit of a cop-out, they're a bit mainstream, but it's... I don't think they are mainstream, well, they're quite a hidden, hidden band, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, just, just to put in context, Chris um, Lint, what's his name? From the B-sides earlier, Chris... Chris Linton. Chris Linton. How many monthly listens? Um, he's got... To the nearest thousand. Ne- 950,000. 920,000. They might be joined. They might be joined. There you go, then. There you go. They are. Richie's right there. They're more hidden away. Oh, OK. Well, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, it's like, why didn't I think of this before? I mean, you can't get much more avant-garde than they might be joints. <laughs> Do you know they might be joints, uh, Troy? Uh, I have heard the band. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm checking out some... Um, some avant-garde pop, or what Google is telling me is avant-garde pop, and I'm not really liking it. Uh, and then, the, and then the, suddenly, "Day Might Be Giants" came to my head, and I thought, "Well, why not?" But then, my challenge was which song to bring because I, I love "They Might Be Giants" so much, and uh, you know, my shortlist was, uh, of course, the classic "Fingertips." Fingertips, which is, which is very avant-garde. Fingertips, and then of course we there could was, do that all the way through right now. Yeah, there's <laughs> what's that blue thing? Doing here? Who's the guy who hit me in the eye? Who's knocking on the wall? All alone, all alone, all by myself. I'm having a heart attack. I'm having a heart attack. I walk alone, dark in corridors. Back on track, boys. Back on track. Me, me and Rich love that song. <laughs> and he's so avant-garde. Yeah. Like Why didn't you bring that? I was tempted. And then there was, there, of course, there was a hit they had, um, Birdhouse in Your Soul, Absolutely. which is quite weird. And then there's, a, there's, a, there's this one called Dinner Bell, which has the line, salivating dog, good dog in it. Which, <laughs> and, and then put your hand inside the puppy's head, good particle man. <laughs> particle man, particle man, hit on the head with a frying pan. Yeah. And you could have chose Weird Al. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm getting a bit upset here. You're not choosing my favourite. And and then they couldn't have my all-time favourite. The statue got me high. No, you did. No, you did. <laughs> Doctor Worm. Doctor Worm. Oh, I've forgotten about Doctor. I'm worm. not a real doctor. I am an actual worm. <laughs> <laughs> Was it something like Rabbi Vole playing the drums? <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, so I, I, I spent an evening listening to They Might Be Joined. So did I last night. Decide, That's exactly decide, what I did. To decide which song to bring. I did come across during my evening of They Might Be Joined. A brilliant, like, there, there's an American, it must have been like a podcast or, like, you know, like visual radio, you know, with yeah. like a radio show, but, uh, you know, there's a video, like what we, what we tried to do. Uh, and they were inviting bands to come into the studio and they give them a list of songs and they'd have to pick a song from the list to cover. But obviously, the later you went in, you couldn't play something somebody had already mm. chosen, so the list got smaller. And I gather when they might be giants went in, there wasn't much left. So they chose Tub Thumping, <laughs> but they didn't know the words, so they got this choir to sing along with them. <laughs> and it's absolutely brilliant. What have you got in classic Tub Thumping? Go- oh, God, Go- Google they might be giants to Tub Thumping, it's absolutely brilliant. Oh, but, uh, I'll have to I'll definitely check but, that but out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had a very pleasant evening um and, and in the end i just decided this this was the most avant-garde 
song I could find. I mean, fingertips is just fingertips goes a bit too. Weird. Albuquerque by Weird Al. That that was <laughs> a, that was a contender as well, but it's too long. Yeah. Um, I mean, this 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 song, it's like it just sums up avant garde pop to me because it's like okay, you take a classic song, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, and you make it weird. Yeah. In the spaceship, the silver spaceship, the lion takes control. I love that. It's very dark. It kind of gets into your soul. It's like, what is the lion taking control of? You know, I kind of. It's the sort of thing where if you're anything like me, you wake up at three in the morning wondering who the lion was on the phone to. <laughs> It gets into your soul. I think this podcast becomes like therapy to you sometimes, Neil. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, you know, you kind of got all this... So you've got this, this, this two, this like dual thing going on. You've got all these sort of riffs and there's a guitar playing. Who's playing the guitar? Is it Jim? I don't know. Well, what's going on? And it intersperses with this sort of story set to the, the classic Lion Sleeps Tonight of a lion in a silver spaceship escaping and taking control and boning somebody and it just yeah it just messes with your head yeah that was my song right let's start <laughs> let's start with troy <laughs> uh you know i i of what i heard of the band i really loved the, this band uh the, the way they approach their uh their songwriting and their production and uh, just very creative and and i love that they use a lot of natural organic sounds mixed with electric and electronic and uh and of course, regular instruments and uh, just really creative, uh, very, very different. Uh, to me, uh, a band that is that that helps shape you know new music for a, a new generation. So, just a really cool tune. Mm. Oh, I'm I'm going next. I I love they might be giants. I think we pretty much discovered them at the same time, didn't we? Through Tim I think and Julie. So yeah, yeah. Through Tim. Tim, yeah. uh, our friend. Yes, Tim. yes, Tim. Let me know album. Yeah, yeah. She's an angel. That was another one. This song, they're all their music. They're, they're such talented musicians, obviously, but they just don't take music serious. I don't think, or maybe they just do take it serious, but they're on drugs while they're taking it serious. They're so they're so good. They're, like the, the instrumentation, they've got so much going on. It's hard to keep track of what's going on when it's good you know you, you're having to listen to it over over again and discover new things within it they're very diverse musically yeah. as well and it's like i love in this song particularly they've got i think i think i'm probably wrong but i think it's a baritone sax that adds an extra layer of bass uh, it's like a higher la- higher layer of bass over the the existing bass and i just comes in every now and then and just flatulates and i love it <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just such a it's such a good song. But I just I wonder what they would be like if they took music serious. No, don't want them to take probably music not serious. as good. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. They are, they are to music what punk was to a genre. You know, they they're inoffensive boundary pushers. You know, this is avant garde pop. It's pushing an entire area of music and and going. You can do this with it. You know, you, you don't have to be baby baby. You can yeah. do something different. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's much respect for well, that. Because of that, I don't think they ever got the acclaim that they deserved. It's ridiculous. The, these guys we just spoke about, Osmosis. These guys have been around forever. Oh, you know. I, I thought they would have uh, 
you know, been more popular. Than yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, Birdhouse in the Soul is 13 million streams. Only 13 million. It's Birdhouse. Mm. And, and in Istanbul is 20 million, if you know Istanbul. Oh, Istanbul, not Constantinople. Istanbul, oh, Constantinople. So many good songs. Yeah, exactly. A couple of... I've got some great quirky things about these guys, right? So, the name comes from a George C. Scott uh, film from 1971. They might be giants. I oh, think yeah. I've actually seen that film. They formed in 1982 in Massachusetts. Now, this is one of the best things I've ever, ever come across, right? The band had all their equipment stolen early in their career. And Linnell, um, that's, I think his name is Rich Linnell, Rich Linnell from the band, broke his wrist. So to compensate, they played tapes of home recordings on their answer phone, which they dubbed Dial-A-Song, which you can still call today. And I have the number here if you want it. Sorry, what? Say that again. <laughs> so they had all their gear stolen. Yeah. They couldn't play. Then their, I think it's their bass player, broke his wrist. Right. So they took their home recordings and put them onto an answer phone. Yeah, the old tape answer phones. Why did they put it on an answer phone? So then you could dial up and listen to one of their songs. Because they couldn't gig. Dial a song, right? Fuck right off. And you can let's still... Do, let's do that now. Uh, it's an international. I've got the number, but you can still call it today. Fuck right off. The number is, um, in brackets, <laughs> 718. Wait a minute, is it... Seven one eight. Oh. It's an American number. It's an American number. Yeah. How much do you reckon that's going to cost me? I have no idea. So do it through. It'd probably be cheaper for Troy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's uh, the number is seven one eight three eight seven dash six nine six two. I feel like for, 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 we have we should do it for the podcast. They've <laughs> um, had a number of uh, number of songs featured in uh, TV. Obviously, they had the theme Turn tune. Off, man. Well, they had the theme tune to Malcolm in the Middle as well. No, it wasn't Two and a Half Men, that was it. Malcolm in the Middle, and obviously Mickey Mouse Club Aves. What's the number? Hot dog? Hot dog, hot dog, hot dog. That one? What's the number? That was there. In brackets, it's 718. In brackets, 718. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Was that I'm Not the Boss of You? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. I don't know why I thought Two and a Half Men. I don't have brackets. I don't know how to do it then, Rich, but that's the number. Shit. But yeah, that would have been a podcast. Uh, well, re- re- read it again. Read it again. Seven one eight three eight seven three eight six nine six two six nine six two. I'm just going to try to call on Skype here. See if I can, because I've got free stuff to Skype here. Just hang on. This is crazy. <laughs> you, you you know who this band actually kind of reminds me of now that now that because there's a Canadian equivalent to this band that d- did really well uh, and to me sort of feels the same in in the way you know because you know Richie you're talking about how they don't take their music seriously but you know personally i feel like that is going to make them like people will will listen to them forever because they're they're just it's very joyful but the band that to me is very similar is uh bare naked ladies oh god yeah oh, absolutely yeah, canada that, yeah. yeah absolutely I, I it's got, it's got that joints were canadian you know yes. yeah it's got that kind of it's got that sort of experimental but Didn't, it's almost like you know, week, we don't really one they did one week they did the if i had a million dollars uh, the Big Bang Theory song, song. Yeah. The Whole Universe is in a Hot Damp State that's, Oh they did that That's very naked ladies yeah. That's very much They might mm. be joined they're, they're, Yeah they're very avant-garde Yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially for the time Definitely mm. a leaf out of these, these guys' books But didn't they might be joined Because they did a whole um, It just reminded me When you said that thing About the Big Bang Theory They did that um, that, that song The whole the, 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 the sun is a massive incandescent gas that Yeah, yeah that's, that's But they listening. did a whole science CD, didn't they? They did an album of kids' songs to teach kids science. Yeah, they did, yeah. That, that's where that came from. What was you saying about Bare Naked Ladies, Troy? What's that? What was you saying about Bare Naked Ladies? Oh, just that, I, you know, for me, like, I, I felt like they were, they, were the, they were the kind of band that really stretched... Um, it, they kind of did what what I feel, and maybe this is why I like the Violent Femmes so much, is that they were sort of flying in the because at the time when they came out, there was a lot of like grunge, and it was super like the Nirvana was at their you know kind of 
peaking and and they came out with this you know they were like highly trained very uh educated musicians with this kind of weird quirky acoustic pop that really didn't take it itself very seriously so i just really uh when i listened to this heard the birdhouse in your soul song and and some of the other songs that may uh they may be giants did it, it to me it's reminiscent of that very much so yeah I yeah agree. i think yeah absolutely i think, yeah. think i'll agree with that yeah you mentioned nirvana there that's another good uh, they might be giants cover to check out um youtube they might be giants do uh, smells like teen spirit <laughs> they uh, they do it within the chord oh, oh very good <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. i think i may have heard and again that. i think they forget the words halfway through it's another radio phone and he just kind of goes with an accordion in the background it's brilliant <laughs> Uh, right, and Neil, that is a find and a half. That is, mate. That is yes, fantastic. Yes, um, uh, I, I agree with difficult. that. I wouldn't call it a find. Well, no, but yeah, yeah. I love it. Springing those guys to yeah. attention is is fantastic. Yeah. Right, so we have to sort out a genre for next time. For my good self, I'm doing it next time. Oh, have we got the Bible? Uh, it's outside. Uh, or Troy, do you have a musical genre that you'd like to go and find me some? Uh, like me to go find some music from? Or do you want? Yeah, to... you know. Go on. How about how about how about late sixties, like early punk? Early punk. Oh, Wayne, I love that one. Early punk. I'll go look for it. So pre nineteen seventy, call it yeah. Like like yeah, like it would be cool to find. Like if you could find my challenge to you is find the song that turned the corner and created punk. Oh, Ooh, well, that's, that's a, a challenge. challenge and a half. This is the intense hardcore genre musical challenge. Ooh. Not the, I can't fucking do that challenge. <laughs> yeah, I'll get that a go. This week, Wayne is challenged to identify like the that. birth of punk. I suddenly feel sick of coming on for next time. Wow. <laughs> Don't wonder if it'll be on Spotify if you do. But... I'll, do some, I'll do some mad research on that. I'll watch some documentaries like I always do because I love that I shit. I like that one, Troy. Well, That's a very good I'll one. I'll give you Matt. a clue. It's not the Violent Femmes. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, right then, so we move on to the last section of the show, which is the... Artist Spotlight! Take it away, Richard. Yes, so the Artist Spotlight, as usual, we have our guest and host for the, the evening, and this week it's been Troy Kokel, and thank you uh, again for joining us. So tell us a bit about yourself, Troy, tell us what you've been, you know, what you've been up to, what's new, who are you? <laughs> who am I? Well, I... You... Uh, strangely enough, my as a as a I started off as a songwriter, and I started out sort of sort of later in my life. I had a I had a full time job as a as a business analyst with the city of Calgary in Alberta, Canada, and we were songwriting as a hobby and just for fun. And kind of a long story short, but we ended up writing a song that that we we met a label and we met uh, these folks uh, through the music business, and they called us on a uh, um, we told them about a song that we had written, and, and when I say we, I'm talking myself and my wife, Joni Delorier. And I, we were telling them about a song that we wrote, just in fun. And they called us the next Tuesday and said, Hey, you guys said you wrote a song, send it to us. And we didn't, because we were new and didn't know anything about the music business, we just sent them the song, and, and I recorded it on my garage band on my on my apple computer and the song uh they loved it and it got cut they took it to country music television which is a cmt it's a it was a big uh music video uh it still exists and they took it to uh the big uh radio conglomerates and and the country music association and everybody loved it it got cut and the song did 
as well. It stayed in the top 10 for like 12 weeks and Billboard listed it number six all time on Canadian country radio just like a couple of years ago. Yeah, and so, yeah, so it was like after that, we we're kind of like, okay, I guess we're doing this. And so we... What, what song was that? It, Sorry, it, was, it, it, it was... <laughs> it's a little embarrassing, but the song is called <laughs> Pickup Truck. Pickup Truck. And it was recorded by an artist named Shane Yellowbird. And it, the song itself, you know, it, it broke the artist. It broke the label. And, and so it... For us, because of the the fact that I wasn't in the songwriting business and I wasn't part of the music business, it was I played for about the last you know for for eight years after I played catch up you know learning about the country music world, learning about the songwriting world, learning about music publishing and songwriting, and so my and I was telling uh, Richie in the break here that we while I was working you know I had to I basically uh, you know decided somewhere along the line. You know, I need to learn how to produce my own work so that I don't have to pay somebody to, you know, two, three thousand bucks or five, six hundred dollars to do a demo because we'll go broke trying to uh, continue to songwrite if I don't learn. And so uh, my recording, because this last record I put out, I, I mixed it and I mastered it and I just did everything on it. And, and that was largely an exercise for me to just say, OK, I know how to do this. And it was a much bigger task than I ever thought it was going to be. And it's it's a it's a never ending learning curve for me but it's it's opened up doors on the production side and the songwriting side as well but and then as well as uh for me you know once i finished that recording i was able to put it out and and our public radio system kind of like your your bbc sirius xm in the united states licenses some of those channels and i got added to uh, a couple singles got added to, uh, north america wide and and I, you know, won a couple of awards. And so it's been a really great different sort of side thing that kind of happened by accident. This record that, you know, I, I won some awards and, and so I'm really proud of it. And it was just a, it was just a fun, it's been so much fun and getting to talk to guys like you and, and, and meet some new people on the other side of the, of the business, you know, so as an artist. So it's been really, really great. It's crazy. You've got artists out there and them, you know, them, them doing everything they can, trying so hard to, to get the names out there. And you happen to do it just by accident and you weren't even trying <laughs> it says a lot about your work well, that you didn't need, even need to try that just, just a casual it, conversation it, with the right just a person. casual conversation and your work was that good it, it just worked it's amazing well, well, I think part of it too, and if I've learned anything about the music business, so I, I help artists get record deals. I, I produce music and I songwrite for other art, other artists. And I and I, one thing I've noticed, we have some friends. Uh, one of my friends just got signed to a major U.S. label, and you know, every time we see that happen, there there seems to be three things that elements that I look for in an artist. That that and one of them is you know talent, of course, is is the last, the least important. It, their their work ethic is number two, and the number one thing we look for is integrity. You know, do they show up on time? Are they respectful? Because those people seem to be the ones that have all three of those elements that seem to not only be able to succeed in the business, but also uh, stay, stick around for a long time. Because as you guys know, the music business is tough and you fail more than you succeed. And so for me personally, uh, you know, to, to comment on your on your uh, on your comment, I feel like I've learned from that, you know, to be respectful, to keep working because I have failed more than I've succeeded. And so through all of that, um, you know, as long as I, I feel as long as I'm respectful and hardworking and, and just pick myself up and, and keep going, uh, good things have happened. So it's I don't think it's as much of a function of me being, quote unquote, 
quote, you know, good, more that I just, you know, I'm too stupid to quit. So, <laughs> you know, but I really do. I do really do believe that is a quality of, of people that succeed is that is that patience uh, coupled with that persistence. It's so critical for the people that I know that have been, you know, signed to, to record labels uh, and, and have gone on to do great things. Uh, you know, it's uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's been a really I learn. I think I learn more from from the business than I than I do uh, anything else. So it's really, really awesome. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, um, yeah, I don't, don't really know what to say. Uh, <laughs> your song that you you bring in today, uh, light bulb. It's yes, sir. One of the best songs I've. If, if not, I think if I if I was to choose. So, uh, if I was to do a top 10, 10 list of my favourite songs of all time, I think Like Balls might make it on there. I absolutely love that song. I play it all the time. It went straight to my playlist before the song had even finished. My son loves wow. it. He's two. It's such a good song. Wow. It puts me in mind of um, the... If you've heard of Nisloppy, no, I have not. Nisloppy, they did a song called J- uh, JCB, and it's kind of um, yeah. a whim. Well, that no, yours yours is a bit darker than that. His was a bit more whimsical, but um, I don't know. I just love it. It's such a good song. Um, That's interesting to say, though, because I remember when you wrote us a head to head, it was a bit of a bone of contention because you Wayne thought it was really dark, and I I kind of got something different from it. So <clears throat> while you while you're on the line, Troy, might as well ask you, what was, was it yeah. was it supposed to? Because I, oh, for sure. And and I, th- and I think everything, and this is what I, I will count, you know, when I'm talking to new re- songwriters and new artists, you know, and even when I listen to music, I think we're all moved by something that is real. And so for me, one of my big songwriting exercises to avoid, you know, writer's block is to go into a Starbucks or a coffee shop when it's loud and just type exactly where my head is at in that moment. And when I came up with that idea the chorus you know i'm a light bulb in the box uh, tape tape shut full of rocks and, and i'm just tumbling down awful. i had to... we'll try to be honest with you. i wasn't yeah. singing it really loud today at work at all you yeah. know what i mean and while yeah. on my own in the back of the factory i wasn't screaming out those lyrics at all <laughs> fucking terrible <laughs> yeah totally try try needs a counselor um but uh, but I think it's really important, you know, as a when you're creating any kind of uh, creative work, is just to be really honest because that honesty, I feel like it translates into something that people can relate to because we're all we we all have those moments and we all and I think if you're if you're pulling back your punches or you're not being honest, then uh, you know I think people tend to disconnect a little bit from it and and sometimes that's okay, but uh, yeah, so it's definitely meant lyrically to be dark but i f- i felt like uh you know having um uh, a levity or or a, a lightness to the production would make it a little more um you know it, it would invite you to listen a little better and and uh and the video which i did all myself which was oh, a, a, a god it was just yeah thank you it was a good it was a god awful nine months i, I couldn't <laughs> believe how hard it was this is one of stop motion puppets like, yeah. yeah oh my god yeah it's yeah. like yeah it was i could it was unbelievable amount of learning and work and and i just i s- completely under underestimated how difficult it was going to be but i felt like uh you know for me it was just uh it was all fueled by joy so you know it was i'm really grateful for it and i um, think the whole yeah, work it's, the, it's whole, the a, whole work from the video yeah. to to the to the music is an absolute masterpiece it 
shots, every, oh, everything you. about it. I mean, you've and the amount of work you put it into it, the time. I think it's been worth every single second because oh, I, I, I can't thank you. It was, fault it at all. It's with the darkness. I mean, I, I get what you're saying about what the song's about, but it, it kind of like for me, I took a more positive vibe that you've got somebody who's in that emotional place where they're so fragile, but somebody's coming alongside them and trying to help them through it. I, I, think, yeah. I, I think that's what and I, I think that's what I focused on, maybe because of the happy jolly music. <laughs> And it's rare for me to do that because normally I focus on the darkness of the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think we all have that, you know, and I think that is so, uh, you know, when we're songwriting or when you, you, you guys are creative as well. And, and I think I've found that when the more honest I am and the more I let my guard down when I'm being creative, the more, you know, opportunity opens up for me as a producer or a songwriter, you know, fear is probably the biggest, you know, obstacle in the way of, of a creative person. And so I, I really try uh, uh, all the time to remind myself to just uh, not allow myself to inject any fear into the process. And, and if I, and if I can do that, then most of the time it's at least not bad half the time. So now that's a yeah. quote and a half, isn't it? Fear is the enemy of creativity. Mm. Got that on the t-shirt. Yeah, that's got to be on the t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> stealing that truck. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Troy, are you a performer? Do you go out and do shows, or is that, or, or do you leave that up to other people? Yeah, well, when we started, when I started out in the business, I was a, a side musician and a road manager for a, a label act that we that we were working with, and so I started out performing almost right away and you know I was music so it was a little bit intimidating but I think if I was to you know you know sort of label myself it would probably be you know jack of all trades master of none <laughs> so I'll go out and play sometimes usually when I'm playing I, I, I play to captive audiences that are listening because I have a lot of weird songs as you guys have already discovered they're, they're not sort of you know normal avant-garde um, pop and yeah well avant-garde <laughs> song and, and and I tend to uh, spread my time out uh, working with artists you know on the songwriting side producing side and then I do perform uh, especially now that I put this record out it's uh, it's opened up opportunities but I feel on the creative side performing has really helped the production and the songwriting side as well so I have a little more empathy and uh, can be a little more mindful of what I'm creating and what I'm helping the artists try to achieve when they come to the studio so so do you have any shows coming up uh yeah I've got, we have a, a 12 show um, it's like a songwriter uh, tour that we're doing here uh, in the fall it hasn't been announced yet. It's it's in, the, in one of our. We have provinces. I, I don't think you. I don't know if you have provinces in the UK, but we have, we have know, provinces that are as big. Counties. Okay. We have so counties. we have like. Yeah, our, I think yeah, I think our provinces are about the size of the UK each. Of <laughs> yeah, probably. They're 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 massive, and it's like. Uh, but uh, so we're going to be touring in uh, in the middle of Canada, uh, out in the out in the prairies, and and so uh, we're doing that uh, over the next. Uh, it's going to be October, November, and uh, yeah, and so I'm going to be doing that with a, a few folks, and I'll I'll be posting that on my socials as soon as that's all confirmed, and uh, and uh, besides that, I do a lot of mentoring. And I do a lot of uh, production stuff, but uh, yeah, performances uh, t TBD uh, over in the next uh, couple months. So cool. And do you have anything yeah. else in the pipelines in the way of music? Any new singles? Any albums? Anything else? Stop motion. Puppy to yeah, opus. Yeah. Any more cartoons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You bet. I'm actually working on a, a, my next uh, ne next song. I'm going to put out, and I don't know if it's going to be if I'm going to put it with a whole other album right away. But I'm doing. I'm working. On a, a full animation right now. I'm actually going to I'm, I'm going to a, an animation school. If you 
can believe it or not, because I have so much spare time, uh, which I don't. Um, but I'm, go I'm, go I'm going to an animation school for about three months in the evenings, and I'm, I'm working on animation for a, a new song. Uh, it's called Like a Record that I wrote myself, and I'm going to do same deal. I'm going to I did all the production and, and I wrote it, and so I'm going to do this animation. It's going to come out on Record Store Day in April. So, so you're going to release the video and the song together, or yeah, you bet. And if you go to if you go to my uh, Troy Kokel Facebook music page, you can actually see a little clip of that uh, of the beginning of that of that animation. You'll so, have to check that uh, out. Which I've yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, it's basically a day in the life of a of a tape cassette. <laughs> Uh, so it's uh, sounds yeah. awesome. Tape cassette is what yeah. we had before yes. CDs. CDs are yeah. what we had before MP3s for all the people of you know <laughs> yeah. less than twenty yeah. years old. Yeah. All the youth out there. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle, we had yeah. mini discs, but they didn't catch on. You, you had one though, didn't you? I had you? a yeah. mini disc player. It's weird, yeah. you know, because. What, what came first was vinyl and the ute today they don't know what cassettes are and they don't really know about um, well cassettes but they know CDs what an mp they fashion. know what an mp they know what an mp3 is and they know what vinyl is it's like it's like the middle disappeared but the start and the f <laughs> <laughs> yeah strange but yeah um, I will check that out on Facebook if our listeners want to follow you and they want to listen to your work and you know send you yep. stalk you on social media where can that where can they do oh, that i'm on all the all the interwebs facebook twitter uh i'm a, a big instagram guy so just troy kokel t r o y k o k o l i have my own website troykokel.com so i'm i'm as transparent as it can possibly be anyone spotify you can probably even find it where well. I, yeah you betcha spotify deezer amazon the whole works you can probably even find out where i live if you want <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, our listeners listen to you on spotify and they like what they hear where can they go and buy your work the, you can buy it on itunes itunes has it and also cd baby and i think that's it cool. so yeah mm -hmm. awesome well uh yeah i think uh, that's, uh, I think I think that's uh, we, we'll round it round it up there then and then we'll, uh, we'll sort out what's happening next next time. Who's the special guest on the next episode? The special guest on the next episode, Wayne. You think I would know that? I've got to ask you every week, so yeah, you think that. you'd know that. Mm. Well, he's just looking that up. Have we got any news? Because we've got to do news at the start. Uh, we do not, not that I can think of. Uh, we have the Funk in the Forest. Yes, we've got a couple of festival specials. Yeah, the you no, That's coming out this week, yeah. so the, it'll already be out by the well, time this yeah, is released. I'm just, re I'm just reiterating. The, the Ustock Festival special is out now. You can catch up, catch up with that. The Funk in the Forest Festival special will be out the day after we record this. So it's, 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 out now. So it's, it's already out now, yes. And the Octangel one will be coming very soon cool that's just a, uh, I can't think of anything else who's the guest the guest for next time is TTT types T types yeah types T -t types yeah so he's our special guest as always we'll have the five rounds we have the head to head I'm leading seven seven six three at the moment yeah some catching up to do Types will be bringing Hidden Masterpiece and Forgotten Classic. The Intense Hardcore Genre Musical Challenge mode is The to Birth myself. of Punk. The Birth of Punk, that's what the we should call it. Yes, punk. early punk. Anything pre-1970 that mm. led into the punk era. Yeah. As chosen by our special guest, Tro Troy. And then we'll finish it with t -t 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 Types as the uh, artist spotlight. Yeah. So all that's left to do is to say thank you to Troy for joining us on the show this evening, taking time out of your day. Although I think it's 
probably afternoon where you are now. Yep, three at three in the afternoon. Yeah. Time for for afternoon coffee. Another you coffee. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank you for joining us. It's been more than a pleasure. My pleasure. It's great to great to speak to you, you guys. It was a fun time. Cool. And uh, obviously, when you release all your stuff in the future, send, send it, hopefully you'll send it across to us so as we can keep up with what you doing and the likes and hopefully get you back in the future sometime probably have to be Would next year probably have to be next year now though we're fully booked up till christmas unfortunately that's awesome cool we'd love that so yes that's it thank you for joining me i've been richard neil i've been wayne and he's been troy coco <laughs> thank you for listening if indeed you still are goodbye 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 been talking half the night but I'm just hearing voices in my head telling me just watch a step mind the gap boy look out for the edge cuz I've been broken before picking pieces off the floor but I'm still looking for a girl like you I'm a little fragile shattered and bruised yeah, I got a little black and blue, so gunshot Looking for a girl like you I'm just a light bulb in a box Tape shut full of rocks And I'm just tumbling down Like a light bulb in a box Yeah, I'll be turned to dust if I keep tumbling down Tumbling down Once bitten, twice as shy But when it comes to you I'd take that chance Pull myself together, girl And I'd put every fragment in your hands Oh, cause I've been broken before Picking pieces off the floor But I'm still looking for a girl like you I'm a little fragile Shattered and bruised yeah, I got a little black and blue, so gunshot Looking for a girl like you Cause I'm a light bulb in a box Tape shut full of rocks And I'm just tumbling down Like a light bulb in a box Yeah, I'll be turned to dust if I keep tumbling Shut full of rocks and I'm just tumbling down Just a light bulb in a box Yeah, it won't take much if I keep tumbling down Like a light bulb in a box Tape shut full of rocks and I'm just tumbling down Like a light bulb in a box
So, yes. I'll throw him out. Mind you, you did have a massive one earlier, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I warned myself out with that early yeah. introduction. If you want a better introduction to the round, <laughs> go back to the start of the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you realise there's somebody now who's just stuck on this permanent loop. He gets to the <laughs> It's, it's, it's like the ending of the dark, the dark Tower, isn't it? Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> he never actually makes it to the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's trapped in a room listening to us on repeat. Oh. And, and Christopher, Christopher, Christopher Smith died in his room late one night, starved, starved, was starved to death because uh, he never went, never went out of the room listening to a podcast on repeat. Yeah. They kept telling him to go back to the start. Okay, edit that out. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> that was good. Right. Okay. So, the intense hardcore musical <laughs> challenge. Jo- mode, musical jo- challenge. 